Welcome to Leading Lights. You're about to hear a message from Lighthouse Church. Let me pray. Thank you, Lord, because we know that the entrance of your word brings understanding, light and understanding to the simple. We, our hearts, Lord, are open this morning to receive your engraved word which is able to save our soul thank you lord that today your word will catapult us into another realm of knowledge for your word says through knowledge shall the righteous be delivered thank you lord that you are arming us with truths truths that will able to free us because only the truth shall make us free. Oh, thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. Amen. Who can guess what I'm going to talk about? <laughs> so, I'm just hoping again, like last week, that I will not speak for long. Um, so, I'm just being time conscious. Hope it won't derail my message. Now, what we want to talk about today is nothing new, but like we always say that, you know, when we come together, we actually encourage each other, remind each other. It's that message that we keep re repeating. You might hear it in a different way, but some of the things you actually know them already. And that's the good thing about coming to church, because it's actually cementing those truths that you have been hearing and hearing and hearing again. If you are hearing it for the first time, praise God. You are in the right place. So Greg started a series which is coming from a scripture, an exciting place in the, in the New Testament in Ephesians chapter number 2 verse number 10. And here it is. It says, for we are his workmanship. So other versions for that word, workmanship, say handiwork, masterpiece. Right? It says, for we are his masterpiece, his workmanship, we created in Christ Jesus. The other version says recreated. I like this one. It says created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. It is from that, from that word, workmanship, where our series was derived. So the word workmanship comes from a Greek word called poema, which is P-O-E-M-A. So we are using that word to then, you know, explain further there standing for passions, right? That God has put passions within us, desires, right? And then all stands for opportunities, right? That God is, gives us opportunities, right? Ignore the missed opportunities in the past, but there are still more opportunities, right? To do good works, right? Then there's E, which is experiences, right? Experiences that we have gone through experiences of others, etc. 
right? Then the M talks about makeup, our makeup, how God has made us, our makeup. We are unique, by the way. Then the A stands for the anointing. Everyone say anointing. Right. I think the, the, when we say anointing in the New Testament, I think there's one scripture that jumps to mind, isn't it? Um, which is normally Acts 10, 38. Shall you, you don't have that one. It's, which says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. And he went about doing good, healing the sick, and cast out, casting out devils. Right? He went about. That's, that's, that's what normally comes to mind. But what is anointing? And why should we be anointed? Are we anointed? You know, those are some of the questions that actually come, come, come to, to mind. So, normally, from the Old Testament, in the context of the subject, we have heard about how kings in the Old Testament were anointed. Priests, in delivering their duties in the Old Testament, were anointed, which they were actually just putting, covering oil. It means covered in oil and given God's power, right? So kings were anointed and priests were anointed. That's, that's in the order. Time fails us to actually go into examples of that, but I think you have read stories about King Saul, King David, and the like. Now, this is something, here's something interesting in the New Testament. That in Scripture, God has done something for us that we are both kings and priests. Hallelujah. We are both kings and priests. Let's read this scripture. Revelations. Revelations 1 verse 6. It starts from 5b, right? So, here is where it says, to him. He says, to him who loved us and washed us from our sins. Listen, look at the sequence. He did not wash us and then love us. Mm -mm. <laughs> no, we were dirty. Uh, you know, we were sinners like that, un unwashed. He says he loved us like that and then washed from us from our sins in his own blood. Then look again at the end. And says, and has made us kings and priests to his God and Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Now, look, if you look at the construction of that, it doesn't say he will make us. In heaven. No. The Bible says he has made us. He made us kings and priests in his, to his God and Father, to him be glory forever and ever. Now, this is John the Revelator writing. Listen to another apostle in First, first Peter chapter number 2, verse number 9. Let's go together. He says, but you are a chosen generation a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous life. Hallelujah. Isn't that exciting? This is, you are, 
you are. I, I think something, sometimes when I read it, I'm like, oh, is it me? Are they, are they talking about me? Really? He says, you are. So it's some of the things that you begin to proclaim to yourself. I am a chosen generation. A royal priesthood. A holy nation. I am his own special person. You are his own special people. Right. Now, so it, it, it goes without saying then that in the New Testament, we are anointed. If you have believed in Jesus Christ, our Lord, here's what the scripture says in 1 John chapter 2, verse number 20. 1 John chapter 2, verse 20. He says, but you, say, but me, but me. No, I, I can't hear you. But me. He <laughs> says, but you have an anointing from the Holy One. And you know the truth. I, I, I take in the amplified version here. He says, but you have an anointing from the Holy One. You have been set apart, specially gifted and prepared by the Holy Spirit. And all of you know the truth because he teaches us illuminates our minds and guards us from all error. It's an amazing version, isn't it? But that's the truth. You have an anointing. Joe, you have an anointing. Praise the Lord. Now the question is, why are we even anointed? Why? I think you would say, hmm, kings, I understand, they had to, to be anointed. Oh, priests, I understand, the Old Testament, they have to, Why? Because in the context of what we are talking about, remember, we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Now, when you are anointed, you are anointed for ministry. Now, I want to help us here that it is not the pastor who does the work of the ministry. In the New Testament, hear me and hear me again. I will say this 1,000 times. And this is the truth. That in the New Testament, every believer is meant to be a minister. You have been called for a work of the ministry. So you need an anointing for this work. <laughs> Hallelujah. You need it. And I, I'm not just saying this because of that. I'll put a scripture for us. So in Ephesians chapter number 4, verse number 11, you know, that, that, that scripture, to understand it, you have to come, you know, to go a little bit to the scriptures before that and also to the other scriptures. But I want to emphasize verse 11, right? And he says, he... Now, before that, he was talking about how Jesus rose from the dead. But when he rose from the dead, the Bible says he himself gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. Why? For the equipping of the saints. Who are the saints? So, the, which, what we normally call the fivefold ministry, it was given for the equipping of us. Okay. What else? For the work or the ministry. Why are we equipped? For the work of the ministry. It says, 
They were also given for the edifying of the body of Christ. So, the anointing of the Holy Ghost is for us to do the work of the ministry. You know, so you, you probably you now have a question. So, which ministry? Which ministry am I in? Right? You see. I'll help us first. Okay. Everyone, first of all, in First Corinthians chapter number 5, you read from verse number 17 how he has actually now made us new creatures, right? And the Bible says, soon after that, he says, and he has given us, firstly, primarily, the ministry of reconciliation. Oh, what is that ministry? <laughs> he says, we implore you, brothers and sisters, on behalf of God. We plead with you. Be you reconciled to God. What it means is that we primarily are to convey the good news of Jesus Christ. Everyone, and it's not for pastors, for teachers, prophets, it's not for evangelists and apostles only. It's for us. This you can do not only in church, like this. This is everywhere you go. Everywhere you go, in your, in, your, in your workplace, in your school, in whatever community you are living in, that's be, that is your responsibility. It's, it's your ministry. But also, we have lots of other things that we have in church, right? We have lots of service departments, you know, and when we're talking about, you know, the passions, the desires that God has created in you, when we're talking about the opportunities that are presented to you, we're talking about the experiences, right? The makeup. All this is trying to help us identify what God has called us to do. What God has called us to do. Where can I be stationed? Where can, what can I do? You can be doing probably what Simon is doing, right? Maybe you're a tech guy or you... You could be doing what, what, what Saul is doing. You, you could be doing what Chantel was doing. I got it right, you see? <laughs> you, you could be doing, there's something, there's more of other things that are happening in the background. The people who do the chairs, the setups. There are people who are in praise and worship. There are people who play instruments. This all has the anointing of God. It takes the anointing of God. Now, the question that comes then is, how do, how did, how do I become anointed? Right? Listen to me and listen to me very carefully because this is, this is it. That when the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, I call him Holy Ghost because I'm a student of King James. <laughs> right? King James version of the Bible. But the Holy Spirit, when he dwells in you, the infilling of the Holy Ghost, what we call the baptism of the Holy Ghost, when he comes on you, he, he, is, he brings an anointing and he brings gifts. It's, it's that experience of the Holy Ghost in, when he baptizes you, when he infills you, that brings the distribution of gifts. What it means, you're not empty. In 1 Corinthians, in chapter number 9, or chapter number 12, rather, it talks about the types, different types of gifts 
that are distributed, distributed by the same spirit, the Holy Ghost. And we categorize generally in three, but there are nine gifts, right? And these, you have speech gifts. Which are those speech gifts? We are speaking in tongues, interpretation of those tongues, and, and prophecy, right? You have another category, second category, which are power gifts, which is faith, which is healing, and working of miracles. Then we have the third category, which is the gifts of knowledge, or knowledge gifts, which is no, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, and the discerning of spirits. Those are the nine gifts. And when the Holy Ghost is in you, he activates those gifts. So you might be sitting here, but actually with the gifting of God. Oh. It is us who then need to exercise those gifts. Because we are not empty. The Holy Spirit is within us. That brings me to, to a word. So I was talking to Maria just now. And she said, she feels there's someone here who is looking for an answer, but they are looking for an answer in the wrong place. And as soon as I was talking to her, I said to her, I actually have, I sense the same thing, that the answer is not far from here. The answer is within you. It's like the scripture in, in Romans chapter, chapter number 8, which says the answer is not far, but is within you. If you are that someone, you can see Maria at the end of the service. Maria is there, um, and she can pray with you, right? So I was just talking about the gifting. So that's one of the gifts that, that she has just, you know, exercised. Probably it's, it's the word, word of knowledge. It could be prophecy, right? So... It's not for a special few. It's for all of us. Because in the New Testament, like I said, we are all anointed. Let's repeat after me. We are all anointed. Say, I am anointed. I am anointed. I am gifted. I have the Holy Spirit. I am the workmanship of God. I am special to God. Yes, you are. So, without, you know, further ado, I just want to tell you how you receive the Holy Spirit. You see, it, this is all declared in the scripture. In Acts chapter number 2, from verse number 4, you hear about when the Holy Ghost came on them on the, for the first time. If you read Acts chapter number 8, you hear of how Samaria was turned upside down by the, by the evangelist Philip. And, you know, the, the apostles went and made them receive the Holy Ghost. In Acts chapter number 10, in the house of Cornelius, you read and it's talking about how they received the Holy Ghost while Peter was still speaking. If you read in Acts chapter number 19 from verse number 2 to 6, you hear how Paul approaches them at Ephesus and asks them if they had received the Holy Ghost at all. Right. So, but here is it in short because of our time. But I could explain that there is no one way, but there is a way that has been documented in the scripture. Luke 11, 11. It says, if you being from verse 13, from verse 11, it talks about if the earthly fathers, if your son asks for a bread, you actually give them the bread. 
if we ask for, for something to, to eat, you don't ask him, you don't give them something that they, they, they have not asked for. I, I've just, I'm just para, uh, paraphrasing. And then verse 13, he says, how you being evil know how to give gifts to your children. And then he says, how much more? God, when you ask him for the Holy Ghost, will not give you. How much he will, he will give you when you ask him, rather. Right? So, God is a righteous God. So, if you ask for the Holy Spirit, he actually gives you the Holy Spirit. Because he is God. Earthly fathers, being evil, know how to give their children gifts. So, if you, are not, if you have not received the Holy Spirit, and you want to receive the Holy Spirit, you can see me after the service. You can see Bron, you can see Kuda, you can see, and you can see one of us here who has received the Holy Spirit before. And they will be able to walk you through. And we can help you receive the Holy Spirit. It's so important because it is that experience of receiving the Holy Ghost that will, you know, cement the, what I'm talking about, that the anointing comes with the Holy Spirit and the distribution of the gifts is by the same Spirit. Praise the Lord. Thanks for listening. Please visit leadinglightsnetwork.com for more resources and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Please consider supporting this ministry by making a donation on the giving page at leadinglightsnetwork.com or lighthousejersey.com.